Learn how to build your faith on God's Word and live a life of 100% victory 100% of the time. As you listen to the Senior Pastor, Davis Christian Center, Pastor Kingsley Okunkwo, and expect God's Word to work for you. Give the Lord a big praise. Give a big, big, big praise. Hallelujah. Come on, say with me, I'm a superman. Say it with confidence, I'm a superman. Hallelujah. Please take your seat. Even if you're a woman in the spirit, you are still a man. There's no gender in the spirit. We are all mankind. So say again, I'm a superman. What does this mean? This doesn't mean you can jump from building to building like um, the cartoon superman. Praise God. What this is trying to say is that you are a supernatural man. Alright, John chapter 3, let's go there. When God created you and you became born again, you got transformed into a new species of being. This species of being has never existed before. This species of being has never existed before. Look at it. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. Next verse. He said, the the same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, uh, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. So he did not come to Jesus because of his dressing. He did not come to Jesus because of the crowd. He did not come to Jesus because of his teaching. All those things are good, but he, he noticed Jesus and was attracted to him because of the miracles. He, what he was trying to say was that I can see the supernatural in your life and I know that this must be God. He, he could identify the supernatural in his life. Listen to me, child of God. If all the people around you can understand what you are doing and how you are doing it, you are not yet tapping into your supernatural status. Are you here, somebody? There's a supernatural dimension to you. You can't just be getting only natural results. Look at this. He said, for no man can do these miracles except um, God be with him. All right, next verse, verse 3. Jesus now told him the secret. He said, verily, verily, I say unto you. Whenever Jesus says verily, verily, it's about something very important. Very, very is like I swear. So whenever they say that, it means I'm about to tell you something that might be hard for you to believe or understand, but it is the absolute truth. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? It is the undeniable truth. It might be hard for you to appreciate. It might be hard for you to understand. But don't play with what I'm telling you. He said, verily, verily. Sometimes he says only one verily. When he says, verily, verily, that one is no joke inside. So he repeated it twice. He said, verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be what? Born again. Or let me say it, except a man be born two times. Except a man be born a second time. Except the man be born again, he cannot get access to the kingdom of God. He cannot get access to the kingdom of God. He cannot get access to the resources of God. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Let me give you an example. If you become an American citizen and there is war in Nigeria and you don't have ticket money, do you know what will happen? Do you know what will happen? You're Nigerian, you don't know what will happen, sorry. They will organize a plane to pick you out of here. You see, when you say you are a part of the kingdom of God, it means you have access to the resources of that kingdom. I don't know if somebody's getting what I'm saying. 
That's what he was saying here. The guy was tripped about the miraculous, and Jesus said, look, in our kingdom, we have access to spare parts. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? We have access to power. We have access to supplies. So he told the guy, the key is that you, are, you don't have access to the kingdom I have access to. That's why the miracles are surprising you. He said, except you be born again, you cannot see. You can't see. You can't see. You can't see that kingdom. And what you cannot see, you can't use. What you cannot see, you can't get. Somebody understand what I'm saying? He said, you can't see the kingdom of God. Hmm. Next verse. He said, Nicodemus said unto him, uh-uh, how can a man be born when he is old already? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? That's a natural way to look at it, but that's not what Jesus was saying. So Jesus continued to explain. He answered and said, verily, verily again, take note of that. And said unto thee, I said unto you, he said, except a man be born of what? Water and the spirit, he cannot enter into these things. What did he mean by water there? He was talking about when a woman's water breaks. When a woman wants to give birth, their water must break. So he's saying, you must be born of that natural birth, then you must be born of a spiritual birth. He was not just saying it for fun. He was explaining. Remember that this man was confused. So this was an explanation. Jesus was saying, you, I'm introducing a new species of being. Before this time, all beings were either spirit or human. There was no in-between before this time. All beings were either 100% human. Or 100% spirits. So angels and demons and things like that were spirits. They were not human. They were purely spirits. And they needed special license or permit to move around on the earth briefly on assignments. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? That's why if you notice, when Jesus was casting out demons from one mad person, the demon said, cast us into the pig. Because if they don't have a legal right to be inside somebody's body, they can't stay here. Spirits can't stay here. I guess what I'm saying. That's why sometimes even demons use people to annoy you. Because ordinarily, spirit can't annoy you. If you come and do, you're not even seeing him. But you go and enter your brother. Then that will not be irritating. You're going to enter your husband. Don't laugh, madam. But so spirits on their own can't do anything to us if they don't have a legal permit. Same so they were 100% spirits, angels, demons, spirits. Then you had humans, 100% human. So we, we, we didn't have access to the spirit world. So Jesus was saying, look, I'm introducing a new species that will be born of the flesh by water, which is water breaking, then also be born of the spirit. He said, this species now has access to this kingdom. See the next verse. So he explained further. He said, that which is born of the flesh is what? Flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is what? Spirit. He said, you, are, you don't have dual citizenship. You don't have dual citizenship. Next verse. He said, marvel not that I said unto thee, you must be born again. Don't let that surprise you. Go on. He says, the wind blows where it wants. And thou hearest the sound thereof, but cannot tell whether it is coming or whether it is what? Going. He says, so is everyone that is what? They are saying your spiritual status will look strange to the natural man because you'll be able to do things they can't understand. Just like the wind, we see the effect, but we don't know whether it's coming or whether it is going. Is somebody getting this? I explained to you last week how the first time God actually spoke to me, <laughs> I was just months old as a Christian, 
was with a puzzle. I was doing a puzzle. You know, and that began to help me understand that I have access to information higher than just the normal. That's what I'm telling you, that people will see you naturally, they can see the results like the wind. They can see the wind blowing something, but they can't tell whether the wind is coming or going. Your results will outstand those around you. You will no longer get just natural results. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? It's because you're not tapping your spiritual status. That's why you are facing what everybody's facing. God has given you access to higher information that will help you succeed. That will help you get better results. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? You are not meant to fail an exam. You are not even meant to fail in life. If you tap into your spiritual status, glory to God. I've shared this story many times. When I was in school, because I was a pastor, I was doing ministry and all that, all that, so I wasn't in class all the time. So one time we had, um, they did a test, and I wasn't in class, so they wanted to do a makeup test. I didn't even have a textbook. Don't try this at home. <laughs> Not a good example, but it was the reality. <laughs> I didn't have a textbook. So they said, okay, makeup test. They say it's this afternoon by 12 o'clock, something like that. So they told us maybe around 10 o'clock or, or thereabouts, or 11 o'clock, that the makeup test is 12. I didn't have textbook, so I borrowed textbook first that morning. And I didn't have time to cover all they've taught in one hour. I didn't have time to do that. So I picked up that textbook, went to a quiet place, dropped the textbook, and began to worship. Began to worship. I remember the song because I remember the, inc- the incident clearly. <laughs> I needed a God that we couldn't see but we could see his effect. And that's exactly what he said you two are. People can see your effect. They don't see you coming. I decree you overtake those that have gone ahead of you. You need to understand this. I had one hour. Where do understand they did all the things they taught them for a whole semester? No time. No time. So I just started to worship. I worshiped for about 30 minutes or thereabouts. I can't remember. And the Holy Ghost just said, you see, I knew I couldn't study. So I, I knew that I needed to hear heaven. The Holy Ghost just said, chapter 1. He said, just study chapter 1. So I quickly studied chapter 1. Oh, that's all I read. There were many chapters to cover. I just read, just read, read chapter 1. When we got to the exam, the test, there were two questions. You know, choose. It's all those questions that say, either you do 1 or you do B. All those questions that have children and grandchildren. You know those questions? One A, one B, one A, one many children. Only two questions. You do one or you do the other one. The first question, guess where all the first questions came from? Chapter one. So I dust, I finished it. I ate it like jollof rice. Most of my friends that tried to cover many chapters, of course, couldn't focus so well on any chapter. So, when, and the way the test was, they were marking it, after we submitted, they were marking it in your presence, not that you are going. You'll be there, they'll mark. So everybody was seeing what everybody was getting. Everybody was failing. Everybody was failing. Because they all tried to cover the chap- all the chapters. When it got to my turn, the guy would look at me, ah, he said, you're my boy. Said, you're my boy. I got everything, because he got to be chapter one alone. I chewed chapter one, to be, I crammed it from beginning to end. Nothing to waste, the only chapter one. I got chopped down as much. I get what I'm saying, sir. 
This is your advantage you have. That's what I'm saying. You are not just a natural man anymore. You can't just go and write, you want to beat for something and you don't pray. You ask people. You are asking human beings. If they all knew everything, would they be there? Would they have gone far too in life? They too don't know. Some people ask me, Pastor, should I, John and Jonathan are proposing to me, which one should I marry? How on earth? I don't know you. Even you, I don't know. How am I going to know John and Jonathan? But the Holy Ghost knows the one that will be mad 10 years from now. This is what's going on. When you see a Christian struggling and suffering like that, it's because they are not living. You have access to two worlds. You have dual citizenship. In the spirit, there's no distance. There's no, there's no secrets. You can know things supernaturally. Somebody getting what I'm saying? You can know things supernaturally. Glory to God. So, Jesus was saying, look, you, you, are, you, you, you are now born of the Spirit. So, you are both man. You have natural, then you have supernatural. You have physical, then you have spiritual. All in one. You are two. And now, because you are two, the question now arises, how should we live? You see, before this time, it was obvious how men had to live. Men lived physically because there, were, there was only physical. Now, there are two beings inside you. You have both the spiritual and the physical. You have both the natural and the supernatural. So the Bible advises us on which one to live or how to live. Galatians 5, it says, walk in the spirit. So you have both spirit and flesh. My guys, can you come again? These are expensive props. If not only would not, then go charge me, but in church, it's free. free. <laughs> All right, they are very expensive actors. These are the flesh. This, now the spirit, white. Both of them now, now live in the being. And just like a car, even though many people can be in a car, every car has how many steering? Just one. And whoever drives controls or affects the experience of the remaining people in the car. Am I correct? It doesn't matter how innocent your mind is. If the driver is drunk, all of you are drunk in that car. Because the consequences of dr drunk driving is going to affect what? All of you. That's what they're doing. So they said, look, Instead of leaving the steering for this guy, the flesh, to drive, they said, instead, walk in the spirit, which means move in the spirit, which means let the spirit rule. Let the spirit be the one ruling. It said, walk in the spirit, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh, because your flesh has its own voice and its own mission, its own pattern. His he, flesh, he has all the evil things you can imagine, moodiness, lust, uh, greed, Fear, doubt, hate, revenge, that's the flesh. All the good things, forgiveness, peace, joy, happiness, uh, contentment, all the good virtues, they are naturally in the spirit. So they are saying, let the spirit man rule. Walk in the spirit. Walk in the spirit. Walk in the spirit. You won't fulfill the lust of the flesh when you walk in the spirit. Walk in the spirit. You have two beings inside you, but they say choose to walk in the spirit. The whole Christian life was not even designed for you to do it in the flesh at all. If, 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 you, if you have ever said this Christianity is hard, guess what? You are living it the wrong way altogether. It's not meant to be hard. You are doing it the wrong way. You are trying to do it in your power. If you are doing it in your power, it's definitely hard. If you are doing it by the spirit of God, 
It's not that hard. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? You say, but I see Christians make mistakes. Yes. You know what? You have lived in this one for some of you for 20 years, some of you for 30 years, some of you for 35 years before you became born in the spirit. So you have to pay attention to this one to grow. If not, this one will keep bullying him. So you can be born again, but you are still living exactly like the way an unbeliever will live. Because both of you are on the same level. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Let me show you some scriptures about the flesh and the spirit. First Corinthians 2.14. He said, but the natural man does what? Is it not on the screen? I can't hear you. The natural man does what? Receiving not the things of the Spirit of God. He can't receive it. This natural man, he can't receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are what? Foolishness unto him. They are foolishness. He doesn't want to, what are they talking about in church? What the church what are they talking about? He says foolishness to him. It's foolishness to him. Neither can he know them because they are what? Spiritually discerned. He can't even know them. See, you can't walk with God in the flesh. You can't even receive the things we are doing. You can attend church for a million years and not learn anything because they are spiritually discerned. It's a waste of time. It's a waste. You will soon get tired. And I've been a pastor for a while, so I've watched people do it. Attend church regularly, but no, they don't catch it. After a while, they get tired. It's tiring when you're doing it by yourself. When you're doing it by the Spirit, it's easy. It's even hard for you to consider living any other way. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Some of us have gone too far. It's difficult to even, even want to live under. It's hard. Glory to God. Natural man cannot receive the things of the Spirit. He said, for their foolishness to him. How can I? I don't have money, but they say I should give. That doesn't make any sense. When you don't have money, you're supposed to receive. But the kingdom says when you don't have, in fact, you are supposed to give. Ah. That doesn't mean it's foolishness. Say these pastors are after my money. It's foolishness. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? When somebody offends you, you should give fire for fire. Because when they offend you, let them go. Ah. How does that make sense? <laughs> it's foolishness to him. See, see um, Romans. Romans 8. From verse 5. It says, For they that are after the flesh do mind what? The things that are of the flesh. See, the person that is born only in the flesh, he's concerned about only things of the flesh. He said, But they that are after the spirit do what? They mind the things of the spirit. The person that is born of the flesh minds only the things of the flesh. That's the person that won't come to church when he's not in the mood. When you're not in church, he said, I was not in the mood. I was not feeling fine. That's this guy. I didn't have what to wear. He said, the thing I have to wear is what I wore last Sunday. People will be, you know, even me, I don't remember what I wore last Sunday. How will I remember what you wore last Sunday? But you see, when you're in the flesh, those are the things that concern you. Pastor, I can't marry that man. Say, why? Say, he's not tall enough. I beg. Can somebody tell me what benefit height is in marriage? One, just one, not even ten. One benefit of height in marriage. He can read something high. You get stool, you get table, you get many things. I don't know what, 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 what one reasonable benefit. You see, but when you are in the flesh, those are the things that pain you. You meet somebody 
You've not checked whether he's even born again. You've not checked whether he's a real leader. You've not checked whether he's the kind of person that can pastor and lead your children. You've not checked whether he has good character. You've not checked whether he's, he really loves you. You've not checked whether he's caring. You've not checked whether he's diligent. You've not checked whether he's, he has plans. Your concern is that he's not tall enough. You see, you're minding the things of the flesh. And I sit there and I think, mm, but me, I won't change. Yes, you can't receive the things of the Spirit. I know, I'm not even sorry. You, they say, they've already talked about you, that you can't receive the things of the Spirit. It's foolishness to you. It's foolishness to you. He's not tall enough. That tall, maybe they're going to say, give, give, give you knock if you know, if, if he has no character. He will knock your head. I'm not saying you should not like tall. It's okay, but when it becomes what is stopping you from marrying someone, then you are in the flesh. Of give me one benefit of height in marriage. Check anybody that divorced and they wrote, Why you divorced? My, my, my husband wasn't tall and he wasn't growing. After marrying for five years, he didn't grow. <laughs> Have you seen that as a reason for divorce ever in this world? I've not seen anybody divorced before for that. But when you're in the flesh, just as it doesn't matter to you. Say, Why are you not marrying this girl? <laughs> Both sides is not my spec. (laughs) (laughs) Don't even let me go there. (laughs) Am I saying that physical attraction is not bad? Oh, I mean, you know, it's 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 an added thing. It's never the main thing. Never the main thing. Hallelujah. See, the one that is the flesh, he minds the things of the flesh. Fleshly things. He always bothered about what people are saying about me. This is what they are saying. The way they look at me. They are too concerned about what doesn't matter. Are you here, somebody? Next verse. Next verse. It says, For to be carnally minded is death, that means separation from God. But to be spiritually minded is what? Life and peace. Next verse, quickly. It says, because the carnal mind is what? Enmity against God. He hates the things of God. He said, that's why I'm not so upset when unbelievers criticize churches or criticize Christians. It's normal. They, 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 they have enmity against the things of God. They don't even know why. One, one that paints is when somebody that's supposed to be a Christian now joins in those comments and in those posts and be writing rubbish. You see, a carnal Christian and an unbeliever are really on the same level. That's why it doesn't make sense for you to be a Christian and still be a carnal Christian. Because you are just like an unbeliever. You don't hear God, you don't move by God, you don't move by the Spirit. You are just like that level. He said, carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not what? Subject to the law of God. He said, in short, it can't even be, even if you wanted to. It can't be subject to the law of God. He can't even understand why they said he, you, 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 you shouldn't sleep with somebody that's not your wife. He can't, he can't be subject to it. He can't be subject to when they said you should, you should tithe regularly and give God 10% of your money. He can't understand it. He can't understand why they said you should forgive somebody that offends you. Why? When, when, when He's the one that offended me. He's not even sorry. There's no way they said forgive when the person is sorry. I don't know if somebody gets what I'm saying. Forgiveness has nothing to do with who offended you. Nothing. To do who offended you. It has everything to do with you that were offended. The person might never be sorry. You're waiting for closure. I want to find out why you broke my... 
Why did you cheat me? I want to hear it from you myself. <laughs> Let me answer you. Let me answer you. He's a useless person. So can we close now? I've given you closure. Can you close up and move now? I want to know why. What did I ever do to you? You think say break up now based on what you do? Break up is not necessarily about what you do. What did I ever do to you? I gave you my life. She be the says you give your life to Christ. You carry and go give person. You carry and go give another person. <laughs> you are the one looking for trouble. <laughs> I gave you my all. When Jesus is here, we don't die for you. This man is saying, I will die for you. No die. Jesus don't die complete. You will carry your all, go give person where you don't know. Where you just meet which year. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? That's what happens. So forgiveness is about you allowing God to heal your heart so that he can bring what he wants to bring into your life. Because as long as your heart is occupied, there's no room for the new thing to come. So forgiveness is about you. It's about God helping you. And God fights fairly. You, you, you can't fight as much as he can. Are you here, somebody? Glory to God. Hmm. <laughs> and let me just tell you something. Let me just digress a bit. If you're a Christian, eh, you are wasting your energy hitting on that Christian. God won't kill his child because of you. It's a waste of energy. He will defend though, and fight, though. but if you're waiting for a person to die, all those kind of funny prayers, fall and die. It's like your two of your children, they have courage. You want to kill one. Say, Papa, Daddy, key Junior. <laughs> no, we will settle this thing. Sorry, oh. Sorry, oh. Do you understand? Junior pushed down uh, Janet's ice cream. Worst case, Daddy will say, Junior, go and kneel down there. But I won't kill him. Then he will buy you another ice cream. But this matter is going to be settled amicably. You'll be recompensed. Worst case, I'll tell you for the next three Sundays, I'll buy you ice cream. But I should kill Junior. It's not going to happen. No. And most human beings are work in progress. The same way you two are work in progress. Some people can be bad last year and be good this year. I get what I'm saying. Some of us, if they didn't give allowance, we would have gone to hell by now. It's the allowance that allows us to enter. So, so saying, God, kill them of them. Cut them down. Mm-mm. Apostle Paul would have died in hell. Is that allowance that Allah meant? And he wrote three quarters of the New Testament. He said, kill them of them. All oh, my enemy fall and die. God said, relax. Relax. No, so they don't. Cool down. Calm down. Be coming. Coming down. Mm, I will recompensate you. I will pay you. I will take care of you. But don't be full of hate. If you are full of hate, it's like drinking poison to kill another person. You are the one drinking the poison. It's you to affect. Let me go back to what I was saying. He said, it's an enmity against God. He said, the purpose can't be subject to the law of God, neither it can be next verse 8. So then, they that are in the flesh, what? Cannot please God. They can never please God. Nothing about their lives will please God. Nothing about their lives will please God. They will keep struggling. They will keep struggling. They will never please God. Hallelujah. So the secret... To walk in in the spirit. What does it mean to walk in the spirit? It simply means to be filled with the Holy Ghost and to be surrendered to the Holy Spirit. That's what it means. It means you are filled with the Holy Spirit and you are yielded 
You are yielded. That means you, you are no more living by your feelings. You are living by your own spirit man yielded to the spirit of God. Do you understand that? You have a spirit man. That spirit man is now yielded to the spirit of God. So you are no more living by just what you see and touch physically. By your wishes or desires. No, you are no more living by that. You are now living by God's desires inside you. Glory to God. Look at Ephesians 5. Let's put our hands together for the spirit and the flesh. Thank you. As you can see, yes, they are walking in the spirit. The spirit is in front. That's how to walk. Hallelujah. Ephesians 5, look at it. He said, And be not what? Drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be what? Filled with the Spirit. That's, that's what that's what you When you are filled with the Spirit, you are influenced by the Spirit. It says, see, you, they can't use alcohol and the Spirit of God if they have no basis for comparison. You need to understand. I can't compare an aeroplane with a, with a pencil. It doesn't make any sense. I can compare an aeroplane with a car. Because they are both modes of transportation. Somebody gets what I'm saying. Before you can use something in a comparison um, state like that, they must have something in common. So see what they are doing here. They said, don't be drunk with wine that is excess, but be filled with what? They say, but. But shows a change of, 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 of direction. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? What I'm trying to say is that the same way alcohol influences people, and those people are not, they call it driving under the influence. Because you can be arrested. Have you seen somebody driving under the influence for? Do they follow any rules? They are moving anyhow. They see red lights. It looks like green. I know somebody gets what I'm saying. That's how they say. They say, look, don't drive again normally. You as a Christian always drive under the influence. Live under the influence. He says, don't be drunk with wine. And suppose we see that. I see Christians that still argue to tomorrow. There's no way the Bible says you should not drink. <laughs> Jesus turned water to wine. All alcoholics globally know that scripture. That's the only scripture all alcoholics worldwide. Jesus turned water to wine. <laughs> alcoholics globally. They should put that as their logo. They should put it on their banner. Jesus turned water to wine. Look. Look. This scripture is very powerful. If if you see the way they contrasted it, they said, don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. They are telling you, you can't have both. You can't do both. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? You can't do both. If you are still here and you drink, you need to know, ask yourself, why do you drink? We need to get to the source of it. Why do you drink? That's what you need to know. I can tell you. I want you to ask yourself. I want you to get home, still ask yourself or ask your wife or your husband. Say, why do we drink? Why are you drink? Ask. You know why you drink? You drink because you enjoy the high that alcohol gives you. That's why. You enjoy the high that alcohol gives you. And they're telling you that the Holy Spirit can give you exactly the same high. Only that one gives you liberty. The other one puts you in bondage. I don't know if you guys know what I'm saying. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. When you are high on the most high, you are free. When you are high on Heineken, you are in bondage to it. I dare you. You say, oh, I'm not in bondage. I dare you. Stop drinking. I dare you. Don't drink from nothing if you fit. You are in bondage already. You can't. Anything that you can't live at your own will, you are in bondage to it. I dare any drinker here. Don't drink from now to December. You are in bondage. You can't even make it to this week. You are in bondage. That's exactly what God doesn't want for you. 
is the high. You are addicted to the high. Instead of sticking to the high of Heineken, be high on the most high. His own gives liberty. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. That's why alcohol too is called spirit. They are, they are doing the same work. You can't have both of them. Who takes Panadol and Fenzik together? Who takes Panadol? They will arrest the chemist, the, the, the doctor, even your barber, that nothing concerns him. They will arrest him, Joy. For barbing that hair that has taken two different medicines for headache there, you still cut it. <laughs> you know Nigerian police say, did you touch his head? Say, yes. Come and write statement. <laughs> and once you enter there, there could be, once you cross that kubuku, now lawyer can come believe you, can't come out to you enter. <laughs> Nigerian police. Those were wonderful. Did you see what happened? He said, yeah, you saw what happened. Come and write. No, I didn't see you are, you are there. Come and write statement. <laughs> Do you live on this street? Say, yes, this is where they kill somebody. He said, but once you around, say, come. Come and tell us how you were not around. Write it. <laughs> Once you cross that cubicle, if you're not belly quick, they say, they say pull your shirt because people here can't wear shirts and belts. <laughs> you go, come and make that money. You, are, you, you need to be belly. <laughs> hey, if, if your father is police, you need prayer. Because people have been cursing him so that you make sure that cause police nepa. My father was nepa, so <laughs> I need the deliverance we have to do to make sure none of the cause. <laughs> Never police those two or custom. <laughs> if you are any of your parents, any of those things, you need prayer to break free. He <laughs> says, We're going to even talk about politicians. We're going to go there. He says, I'm being not drunk with wine. Wherein is excess? They are, they are the same thing. Nobody takes Panadol and Fenzik and uh, uh, whatever. I don't know all these things now for the same thing. Nobody does that. Because they are doing exactly the same work. Say, but pastor, there's no way in the Bible they say you should not drink. There's no way in the Bible they say you should not smoke. But even the people that manufacture the smoke, they have said the whole purpose of this organization is to kill you. Our work is to kill you. I don't know how this world is so mad. That people meet in an office, say, what's our goal today? Let's keep 30 million people in 10 years. That's their goal. This is why we are resuming. This is why we are resuming. <laughs> so there's no way they say you should not smoke, but we all know it's destructive. There's no way they say you should not gamble. We all, we all know it's a destructive. See, <laughs> I know some people like gambling in business, but you need to know what it is at the end of the day. Gambling is still an addiction because they are promising you that you will get value for not working. You will get value for guessing. The purpose of work is not salary. The purpose of work is to add value. If somebody gets what I'm saying? This is why many human beings are frustrated in life. If you are working just for the pay, you better start working towards finding purpose in life. Because your real pay is when you make somebody's life better. Not just the salary. There is no amount of money that can ever satisfy in this life. The more money you have, the more money you need. Oh, somebody's not getting what I'm saying. I'll repeat it. I said the more money you have, the more money you need to sustain yourself there. Do you know what the light bill of a millionaire is? Light bill. He's to run his generator. He has two. 500 kVA, two. His tanker, they don't buy they don't buy in gallon now. The millionaire buy a tank in gallon. They bring tanker. It reverses full tanker to fill it. When millionaires say it's broken, and poppers say it's broken, they're not the same thing. 
It's not one being saying he's broke. If you give him 5K, his life is okay. Say, guy, take 5K. If you don't say he broke, say, hey, uh, <laughs> but you how you day, um, God, uh, I bet my get 50 million for your hand. Things get us a B now. Eh? 50 million? Has anybody ever asked you for money and he shock you? <laughs> eh? Say, guy, make a just hole. Eh? Nah, 50 million, you say, make a hole. I never seen 50 million together for one place before for my life. <laughs> Is they make a whole lot. That's how, but that's how, that, you know, that's when they broke. That's the kind of thing they need to get their life back. Somebody else get like 50 million. You get like, you get like 64.2 million. Wait, you know they, wait, you don't need this. No. Eh? <laughs> if I give you 62 million, I'm going to follow you everywhere. You must not even die. Nothing must happen to you. I'm you. <laughs> because my whole family investment is with you. 62 million. Now you just call like that. So the more money you have, the more money you need. <laughs> Is somebody get what I'm saying? So anybody making you feel you must keep chasing money, it's a trap that will never finish. Chase fulfillment. And that's what gambling does. It promises you the end point without the process. And it's addictive. It's addictive. That's why I check sports. All the sponsors are now betting companies. Everybody has gone. The kind of money they are making, same level as cocaine. It's only mafia people. It's only people selling addiction that make that kind of money, and the only people competing with them are drug guys. No other normal business can compete with betting people. They are the ones sponsoring everything. Go and check those people that watch football. I don't have to explain to you. Check all the sponsorship now. It's pure an advert, purely betting. They are selling drugs. They are on the same level as cocaine. That's why their money is like that. Too. I'm not against them. I'm just saying the facts. So main, I'm just saying that the main thing is the Bible didn't say is bad. But we all know that these things will sink your soul. Once it captures you, what you need to ask is whether does it give you liberty or does it put you in bondage? That's how you know. Say, ah, Jesus turned water to wine. I've answered this many times. There is no way, there is no way Jesus would have given alcohol to people. Have you seen anywhere people drink alcohol and the party ended normally? <laughs> Nobody broke anybody's head. Nobody insulted anybody. Jesus will carry a car and give people and they will be drinking. They will be drinking. And you think they will all be normal. They will hear any message after that. You must be a joker. That means you don't even understand the full counsel of God. If you understand who Jesus is and so, the reason why he even left his throne to come here, you will know he can't be sharing alcohol. Next thing you know, you go say he share weed. <laughs> of course it's not alcohol. That's basic. I don't even need to, 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 research, to research that to know that he can't be sharing a beer. If you have been to the village before and you, or you've drank pan wine before, you know there are two kinds of pan wine. The one you, you, you harvest freshly has the alcohol there is non-existent. Children drink that one. That can be alcoholic, even though it's wine. It's palm wine. But that same alcohol, put it in a gallon, live in the room for three days, four days. If I meant, it be, if, if you take one cup, they will need to direct you to a chair. Because you can't find the chair. So for you to be, to be, to be thinking in your right senses that Jesus Christ of Nazareth you see, this is even a drunken statement. You, you see Jesus Christ. Somebody that said he was tempted at all points without sin. He lived only 33 years. He could have lived 88 years. Somebody living 33 years. It's a sense of mission. He didn't marry. He, he came here to he, shame beer. He's the one. He's the one shame beer. So, okay. <laughs> what you going to Star? Gouda? The Gouda code, but it's Jesus Christ. 
Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the king we are going to meet in heaven to worship, is sharing beer in your party. Are you okay? Are you even okay? They just turn water to wine. Have you seen weird people drink and they are talking normally? You know some of you have not even drunk before. When you drink, you know be so easy. Go begin laugh. You go begin laugh over it's no funny. Have you seen people are drinking and talk about holy things? That you know we have to serve God more. <laughs> we know we need to live a godly life now. Have you seen that before anywhere in your life? That the drinker say, how go, how go serve God now? And you're coming to tell me Jesus don't water to wine. That means you don't even know who Jesus Christ is. You don't even know him. You don't even know him. Next verse. <laughs> you drink because you are dealing with depression. That's the reason why human beings drink. And the scripture confirms it. Did you bring it up in um, Proverbs, I think? It says, the reason why you're drinking is because you are facing depression. The, the human soul without God is on one, it only has one direction, down. This world is too corrupt. And it's not Nigeria. This madness is everywhere in the world. Though. There are more depressed people abroad than here now. This statistics have shown that. Am I correct? They are more depressed. We know that place you want to run to. They are, they are more depressed there. They have everything. See, two things can make you depressed. Having nothing and having everything. Those two things make you depressed. Having everything. That, see the problem white people have. Go and check the problem they have. It's not our type of problem. Killings go on. They are here for different reasons. Here, when we kill, now ritual. Now hunger. See, I want, I want to get so I kill somebody to ritual. You, you have you seen the internet now? People are killing anybody they can find. It's to get something. There, they are not killing for money. They are killing because they are tired of life. Nothing to do. Everything is available. Life day. Road day. Car day. If you don't have, if you have one night, one night that you can buy car and start paying small, small. So nothing, nothing to hope for. Nothing to pray for. Everything day. They say, ah, this is too much. They will carry gun, enter church and shoot for no reason. They will carry gun, enter school, primary school, secondary school, and shoot them. Innocent people. They, they, human beings have only one that should have God now here. No. Having everything and having nothing doesn't change it. That depression is go there. Go and check how they kill there. You see police with the NSAS. NSAS na branch, the headquarters there in America. Go and watch news if you don't watch. Police actually starts from there. They shoot you, then handcuff your dead body. Ask George Floyd. The guy was already there. They take him off and put him for Jesus. Dead man. The one arresting spirit. Because the man was already gone. There's police brutality everywhere. Didn't they have massive um, Black Lives Matter abroad? Bigger protests than our targets. So, he's not running away. The point is that if you're a human being, without this spirit, because God said you must be high. He said, don't take wine direction of highness. Take spirit direction of highness. But that highness is composition. DJ, give me that scripture. He said, uh, give strong drink to him that is ready to what? Perish. He said, and wine unto those that be of what? Heavy heart. This is why you drink, guys. It, gives, it, it lifts your spirit. The challenge is that it puts you in bondage when it's done. You become an addict. You become addicted. And if it doesn't get you, your children are in line. Statistically, most alcoholics had a lineage of it. So you might escape it. <laughs> Junior might not. Junior might not. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? 
Let's read, go back to Ephesians. Let me quickly go. I have to round up now. Next verse. Next verse. It says, speaking to yourselves in what? Psalms what? Hymns and what? Spiritual songs. Doing what? Singing and making melody. In your... It says, speaking to yourself. Is that not what a drunk person does? They were really just describing, comparing the two. That's exactly what a drunk person does. Every drunk person is happy. Have you met a sad drunk person before? Every drunk person is singing. Even if the song has no rhythm. He's singing. He's singing to himself spiritual songs. Making melody in his heart. Hallelujah. They are exactly the same things. What are some signs of when I'm filled with the Holy Ghost? Before I close. What are the signs that I'm filled with the Holy Ghost? Acts chapter 2 verse 4. He said, and they that are filled with the Holy Ghost. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And began to what? Speak with other tongues. When you are filled with the Holy Ghost, you pray in tongues. We pray in tongues. It's not a language you learn. It's when you are filled with the Holy Ghost, they will minister to you. Once you are filled with the Holy Ghost, you begin to pray in tongues. There's a realm you get to. English is never enough to express yourself to heaven. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? It's there in your Bible. How do you get filled with the Holy Ghost and speak in English? Oh, glory to God. He said, but... uh, I cannot be saying what I don't understand. But you see, in your carnal part of you, you're always singing songs you don't understand. A lot of our artists have songs that many, they say words that we don't understand. We have those, they have, to, have almost all our big artists have parts of their song that nobody knows what they were saying. But it rains. Everybody's singing it. So you're already saying what you don't understand. You can as well join us. Mm. <laughs> you say, I, can't, I can't say what I don't understand but you're singing those songs every day and you have no clue what they're saying next one when you're filled with the Holy Ghost Acts are you there? yes 7.55 he said but he be full of the Holy Ghost looked up steadfastly into heaven and did what? saw the glory of God and Jesus standing so he, he, they were stoning Stephen, but when he was full of the Holy Ghost, he looked up and began to see what others don't see. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you see what other people don't see. You are able to see possibilities where other people see problems. You are able to see a way where there seems to be no way. You are seeing what others don't see. Stay filled with the Holy Spirit. You will see possibilities in Nigeria. Many people are looking at Nigeria on the natural and it looks hopeless. Be in the Spirit. You will start seeing hope. Are you here, somebody? You will start seeing hope. There, is, there, are, there, there are hopeless people everywhere. They are put asleep on the road in America. Are you here, somebody? But they say when you are full of the Holy Ghost, you can see what others don't see. All drunk people see what we don't see. That's why you see them sleeping in gutter very comfortably. That thing you are calling gutter, what they are seeing is waterbed. They say the Holy Ghost can do the same thing for you. You will be seeing possibilities. Others are saying this business can never work. You are seeing a future in it. They say there's no money in Nigeria. You are seeing a future in it. Are you here, somebody? Next one. Acts 4.31. He said, when they had prayed, the place was shaking where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they did what? Spake the word with what? Boldness. When you are filled with the Holy Ghost, you are bold. You are bold. You can say things. A married man wants to sleep with you. You are bold to say no. Your, your boss wants you to compromise and lie and cheat you. You are bold to say no. You are bold to say we will not do it. Hallelujah. 
You want to propose to that girl, you are bold to talk to her. <laughs> Even though she's walking very fast. Some girls, people cause trouble for guys. After church, we have never, David has never even finished losing the battle or winning the battle. You are the car park, walking very fast. Who go catch you and you are praying, oh Lord, why am I single? You are single because you walk too fast. That's all. <laughs> I did a video, seven mistakes singles make online. It's only in Nigeria, I see people that are single and searching and their page is on private. Who you want? You want to marry yourself? Okay. Next one. <laughs> Next one, DJ. Hope you have it in the way we did it. He said, um, Acts 11.24. He said, for he was a good man, full of the Holy Ghost and of faith. When you are full of the Holy Ghost, you are also full of faith. This is why you can take steps. You are looking at those projects. They look difficult for you. Stop checking your account. Check heaven's account. That's what faith is. Faith is that you know naturally you can't do this thing. But you know with God on your side, I can take the first steps and God will show up. That's what faith is. When you are full of the Holy Ghost, you are full of faith. You can take steps. Next one, next one. I have to close. He said, this is the last one. He said, the disciples were filled with joy and what? The Holy Ghost. When you are full of the Holy Ghost, you are filled with joy. That's why you don't need any intoxicants to get you high. You are high naturally. It gives you joy. That's how we are sustained. Joy is different from happiness. Happiness is based on events. Joy is supernatural. That means things can look very bad around you, but you still have joy. This is why people want to drink and smoke weed and things like that, because Nigeria is depressing. Life itself is depressing. But when you have joy, you are able to sustain that mood up there, in spite of all what is going on. He said they were filled with the Holy Ghost and joy. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I said glory to God. We have joy like a river. Are you here, somebody? I said, we have joy like a river. Glory to God. I said, we have joy like a river. Hallelujah. I said, we have joy like a river. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Rise to your feet. Let's sing that song. Let's sing that song. Can't anymore to be high. The Holy Spirit inside you will keep you high. The Holy Spirit inside you will keep you excited and joyful about life. In the name of Jesus, you will not be downcast anymore. You will not be depressed anymore. 
in the name of Jesus. Let's sing that one more time. I have joy like a river. a new turn from today. Put your hand on your chest. Put your hand on your chest. Say after me, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I accept you today as my Lord and Savior. Forgive me my sin. Wash me with your blood. I receive the grace to serve you all the days of my life. Thank you, Father, for I am born again in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Please look up. Please look up. Please follow this lady. She wants to talk to you. Follow her. Follow her. Come on, church. Let's jam our hands together. You can do better. You can do better. We know you've been blessed by this message. To order a copy of this message or any of our messages, you can call us on 080-777-14411 or 080-777-14412 or you can visit our website on www.davidschristiancenter.org Davids Christian Center Home of Victorious People